Happy Easter. Yeah, see, we don't even remember. It's Easter. It's Easter. And we need to keep hearing that because we're, we'll move on too quick. And the church doesn't want us to. Because the resurrection changes everything. Everything. It touches everything and changes everything. But here's what it doesn't do. It doesn't eliminate trial or difficulty or suffering or even death. But I said eliminate. What it does do is change everything. Trial, difficulty, suffering, and even and especially death. So with that in mind, let's get to tonight's great gospel. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. Everything about that one line is hugely significant. The risen Lord passes right through the barriers that the apostles have erected to keep themselves safe. He passes right through the locked doors and comes right to where they're most afraid. He goes right in. And notice it's the Lord who does it. He doesn't wait for the apostles to rally and to regain their courage. No, he goes to them first. He doesn't wait for us to rally or regain our courage. He comes to us first. See, he's, he's wonderfully consistent. Our Lord is so consistent. He comes to us in the incarnation. He's the one who calls his apostles. And now he goes to them and to us in his resurrection. He seeks us out. And when he comes to the apostles, he does three things. He speaks peace. He shows them his wounds. And he gives them a mission. So Jesus shows up. And the first words out of his mouth, the first words, peace be with you. Peace be with you. That's what the Lord wants every one of us to hear. Peace. Jesus doesn't hold the sins of the apostles, their failure vis-a-vis him against them. And he doesn't do it for us. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday. He speaks peace to us. His peace is hugely significant. See, Jesus has talked about peace before, especially in John's gospel. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it. The peace of the Lord is categorically different. In about five weeks, less than, I'll be with a group of Carol students over in Italy. We'll be in Assisi and we'll be above Assisi to a place called the Hermitage where St. Francis spent most of his time, actually. People think Francis was always out on mission. He spent about 200 days out of the year in retreat and in prayer, which is a great <laughs> message for all of us. We should spend way more time listening to our Lord and receiving from him than running around doing stuff. This place called the Hermitage, I, I love this story because it, it speaks so deeply to the peace that the Lord wants to give. And one pilgrimage we were there and there was a German nun 
Franciscan who was there on rotation. And you just never know who's going to be there. And, and her name was Sister Angela. I'll never forget her because of how vibrantly alive she was, especially her eyes. She had these piercing blue eyes. And normally when you go to the hermitage, you hear a story about the history of the place. And, you know, Francis came up here with his first followers and they prayed in these caves. And then after a while, St. Bernadine of Siena kind of erected a chapel and then it built out and built out and built out. And here it is today. Sister spent 30 seconds on that. Francis came here, he prayed here. And then she just goes, I want to talk to you about the spiritual life. And I knew something was going to happen. And, and she said, did you see the sign that you walked under when you came into this place? And there is a, a sign carved in the stone that says, Ubi Deus Ibi Pax. Where there is God, there is peace. And the Hermitage is a fantastically peaceful place. She said, I want to talk to you about that peace. That peace is unlike any other type of peace in the world. And then here's the great line. That peace is the peace that comes from after having fought and won. That's the peace of the Lord that comes from after having fought and won. Jesus fought and won. That's the whole point of the resurrection. He fought and he won. And so for us, our peace is secure, not because of our own abilities to understand or to manufacture our own peace, but because of him, because of his peace, his victory, his triumph. He fought and won, and that's our victory. That's the peace of the Lord that the Lord wants us all to know. That peace was not cheaply won. So after he says, peace be with you, then he shows them his wounds. How great is it to serve a God who did not absent himself from the fight? It's one of the main reasons I'm a Christian. There are other monotheistic faiths, but none touch this truth, that God himself so shares with us our human condition that he went into the battle and that he still bears the marks of the battle. The risen Lord didn't leave his wounds in the tomb. He bears those wounds. He brings them into the world. And those wounds which were inflicted on him by all of us sinners and by all the evil in the world have now become a source of healing for all of us sinners. That we get real close to the wounds of Jesus and we're saved, we're healed. By his wounds we are healed, says Isaiah. Well, by his wounds we're healed. That's the gift that he gives us. The apostles, what are they saved from? Trial and distress? No. All of them saved John, die for their faith. The first 33 popes died martyrs. The first Christians were under no illusion that belief in Jesus would make their lives easier. They knew that believing in him and following him would lead them right to the path that he walked. And the path that he walked is one that is full of suffering, self-denial, offering. But they weren't afraid after seeing the wounds of Jesus so for all of us, we should come to him 
and come to those wounds so that we don't give in to our fears. Jesus is so beautiful with Thomas. Come here. You need to put your finger in my hand, do it. You need to put your hand into my side, do it. Don't be unbelieving, but believe. See, it's when we have contact with the wounds of Christ that we can trust him. Because it's through those very wounds that his love comes to us. And that love heals us and saves us. Lastly, Jesus gives them a mission. As the Father sent me, so I send you. So he co-involves them. He co-missions them. It's the same mission. It's the same mission that he was about. Now it's continued through the apostles. That's why we're one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. He wants us all involved. But think about this. They have a choice to make. Put yourself in the upper room. They have to choose. Do they trust that God is really in charge? I know Jesus, he died, but he was God, so he came back. And all of the enemies of Jesus are still out there for the apostles. It's not like they were all deposed. It's not like God conquered them all. All the enemies are still there, so before the apostles is a choice. What will they choose to do? Do they choose to stay in the upper room out of fear? Or will they go out? And that choice is really a battle, and it's not a battle against something out in the world. It's more a battle of what goes on in every human heart. The battle between fear or trust. Do we give in to our fears or do we step out in trust? And what Jesus invites them all to do and invites us all to do is step out in trust. To step forward, to be about the mission. They have to choose whether to trust their lives to Jesus. And so do we. And so that's the call tonight. Where do you need to trust Jesus most? How and in what ways? Where have you locked yourselves in a room out of fear? Well, know that Jesus isn't afraid of the locked doors. And when he comes, he doesn't come to chastise. He comes to bring peace and then to strengthen us so that we can choose and choose to trust. And then we can be about his mission. Then we can go out. That's the beautiful thing. The place of fear becomes the place of mission once the risen Lord enters. So that's my prayer for you and for me. I pray that we would know the closeness of the risen Lord in these days of Easter, that he would come to us and he would speak his peace, he would show us his wounds, and that he would give us a mission. It's what we're made for. It goes all the way back to this event, and it's just as true right now. Jesus is risen. He is real, risen from the dead, showing his wounds which heal us and encourage us, and then trusting us. It's not just that we need to trust him. Jesus trusts us. So may we trust him.
and go with him as he calls us forth. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, he gives us a mission and it's worth our whole lives.